Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of Season 4 of the Debris and Turn 3 podcast. My name is Dan. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Matt. Jumping right in here right at the beginning, right in the beginning, first podcast of the season. I'm just noticing this now. I'm Dan's script. Lovely co-host? Yes, I think you're quite lovely. Well, thank you, Dan, for the sentiment. <laughs> However, not really the adjective I would use to describe your co-host. What what would you use to describe yourself? Well, well, dashing and spectacular, and you know, no, oh, that's to be a little go humble, a different way on that. A little different way on that one. <laughs> All right, but we'll take we'll go with lovely though. I'll 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 take it. I'll allow it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, before we get into everything, just a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Debris and Turn Three, and you can to listen. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or wherever you podcast, and please rate and review us. If you're new to the podcast, Debris in Turn 3 is a community for race fans to come together. Matt and I are cousins, living yeah. here in Brooklyn, New York, far from the race hub of Charlotte, North Carolina. Not too many race fans in these parts. Not too many. Well, on the east end of Long Island, we got we got plenty of race fans. Within over the there. city limits over here, let's say. Okay, yeah, within city limits, definitely uh, we're the minority. Correct. Uh, but we're huge race fans. Uh, our dads raced street stocks and late models on Long Island and around the Northeast back in the day. Yeah, not taking anything away from the racing in these parts. Great racing out in eastern Long Island and New, and, uh, New England. Yep. Uh, you know, we grew up going to River, Riverhead Raceway and watching the Modifieds, guys like Bill Park. Um, you know, we just love to talk about racing, and that's why we have this podcast. Some of the most fondest memories are summer nights at Riverhead Raceway and then going into the pit area, yep. checking out the, uh, the 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 smell of the tires and oil and the grills going, yep. stopping by the Bill Park garage and uh, seeing all the race cars up close. It's great. Yep. Uh, so this show is also a companion to the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy Racing League hosted by Fantrax. It's free to join. Uh, we already have over 40 entries for this season. If you would like to join, go to debrisandturn3.com, follow our social media channels. Uh, the invite is listed in our bios. League ID is debrisandturn3, all one word. Uh, we'd love to have you. There's also a second league reserved solely for DIT3 champions called the Wave Arounders, where you guessed it. We picked the best guys in the back of the field. Yeah, the wave around this has been a lot of fun the last few seasons. It's the Champions League for Debris in Turn 3. Uh, it's open to anyone who wins. And it's we run it through text message. It's been a lot of fun. I uh, like our game. A lot of people in it right now. We're going to have like an old school big uh, field right now. Looking like yeah. the old time Darlington race or something. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I can't believe we're on season four already. You know, It feels like yesterday that we were sitting at the Islanders game in Barclays Center throwing back some cold ones and saying, you That's, know what? We should start a NASCAR podcast. Well, I mean, at that time we were watching the Islanders. I don't know. Hopefully they were winning. But if we were going on to a big racing talk, I'm going to guess that they were losing. Probably. And then we were probably going, Let's, this, this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's got a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's so, got yeah. a NASCAR podcast, race, any sort of racing. But everyone's got a podcast. 
Every, they'll give anybody a podcast with a microphone these days. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is crazy to say that it's our fourth season of doing this podcast. Uh, we're moving into the fifth season of the Debris and Turn 3 League, which is great. We've had some really loyal uh, owners and followers in that time. And it just is a shame because I feel like we really didn't hit our stride in season three. Kind of got derailed a little bit. Yeah, quite derailed. Yeah, just a lot was going on. You were looking for a new job. I wasn't working because yeah. <laughs> I was injured. Yeah. And I didn't have surgery until October. So most of last season and 2019 was pretty miserable for me. Yeah. Trying to get to that point. But I had an anterior cervical disectomy infusion. A what? ACDF. No, okay. <laughs> the, no, I go with the Peyton Manning surgery. If people oh, okay. know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like your head was almost falling off. <laughs> uh, so that, that took, that was pretty much what took up my 2019 was trying to get this diagnosis down and have this surgery. And the end of 2019 was pretty much just set legs up and trying to recover, but glad to say by the grace of God that I seem to be healing pretty well right now. And yeah. the, the surgery was a success. The fusion uh, is, is holding together very well. I just starting physical therapy now, and I'm going to be clear to go back to work in a few weeks. So I have a lot of like, Good ideas coming for debris in turn three, and then some of the things that we could offer uh, the, the fans and listeners. Cool. And that's uh, we're going. I, I this is our first show of the season, and mm-hmm. we want to start touching on some of the you know catch up and look af- ahead. I figured the show is going to go a little long, right? So Dan, I, I know you're not the biggest fan, but I thought we should implement maybe some sort of like stages for the podcast. I could do that. I mean, this would be like stage one. It's the beginning. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll have the intro and everything. And if we start to go a little long or you know, I could be a little long winded at times, I know you could just give me the sign. You could throw out the green and the whites and we'll we'll call it the end of the stage right, and we'll the, move on from here. Get a bathroom break here. and then uh, Yeah, we'll get a bathroom on. break. We could grab another beer from the fridge. Sounds good. Even though we did have a little miscommunication on who was going to bring the, 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 the beers to the podcast today. Right. Yeah, I guess the... Uh, no, should the host provide the beer or should the invitee well typically i bring the beers i don't know what happened like we just we're, we're a little rusty on this yeah, whole yeah, podcast we'll, we'll, figure we'll figure it out for the yeah, next yeah. show which is great because um like i said lots of good things in store for this season but just still catching up on last year I, it just feels great to be back in this seat because uh didn't get to see you much last year didn't get to see you much over the holidays that we're all like doing stuff uh but we did get to catch up just last weekend, we got back together at a friend's going away party. Yeah. Had a few drinks, went out to the Blue Point Brewery over in Long Island, which was a, a pretty fun spot. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, Blue Point's pretty good craft beers, except now it's under the um, Budweiser umbrella. Yeah. So I guess they're not really kind of as That was cooler. my first time in the new building, and it's just insane what they did over there. It's it's, it's tremendous. It's my first time in that building as, as well. Uh, but it was great to see your mom and dad out there, some old friends. Uh, our mutual friend was going away. I was friends with her brother. It was great to catch up with him again and his dad. Yeah. It was great to see Joe. I hadn't seen Joe in so long. So uh, it, was, uh, it was great to get out and get a, a smile from ear to ear for a night because 2019 was missing some of that. And part of that was you know, missing this show. Missing some good punk rock shows. Yeah. Missed the Menzingers again every time yeah, they no, come I miss around. That one too. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. And Hello Exile, I think it's just such a great album. Uh, 
Great I album. Have to argue. You're gonna go argue yeah, the other I side think, of that. I uh, think the last album was way better. I could listen to the last album straight through. I can't really do that. With you know, my uh, James, our, our friend there James, you. his he said like, "Yeah, it's a great album." The first half of it, <laughs> and maybe when I first got the record, I was thinking about that. But I, I love the whole thing now, all yeah. the way to straight to the end. Uh, but it was I couldn't go to the shows either because I couldn't stand even when before I had the surgery I couldn't stand in one right. place I couldn't even sit down to read a book uh, it was it, it was crazy but I feel great sitting here now and I'm excited and I'm looking at some of like our recap things and and <laughs> what we were doing in the off season and a lot of the stuff is just just sitting around and the Christmas New Year's we had a nice big New Year's party at yep. the apartment do you, what did you do for New Year's this year uh, New Year's I was where was I in New Year's I don't remember you can't it was only remember. a month ago it was all... I can't remember <laughs> I have no idea It'll come well back yeah in the middle of the show you're gonna be like I remember <laughs> yeah we had a we had a pretty rad party my uh, my roomie and actually his old roomie hosted it at our place nice because my apartment is like probably the dopest apartment in new york city not, tr sweet. not trying to brag or anything <laughs> like that but oh, i was on long island that's where it was uh, you were you yeah. were out on long island yeah okay. family party um i think it was like a pajama party type thing oh you did one of those uh, pajama party new year's eve you know i yeah. went to one of those a couple of years ago which goes against some real strict rules i have about like going out of the house in pajama pants <laughs> yeah. or sweatpants like, i don't leave the house unless i'm wearing like jeans yep. and boots mm -hmm. I, it drives me nuts when I'll I go to the corner to the store in my sweatpants. I don't care about that, but I'm not. Calling. I won't even go out to the bodega in my really? sweats now, man. No. Not it's no. not even happening. I won't even in the summertime throw my flip flops to go out because I know that that's the one time that someone's gonna come up to me in these city streets and be like, <laughs> "Hey," and I'm gonna turn around and then the guy's just gonna stomp on my toe uh -huh. and steal my wallet while I'm sitting there going, <laughs> "Oh." <laughs> These guys walking around New York City with like nothing on their feet. It's, it's nuts. And it's disgusting what it is. <laughs> it's just downright disgusting. But man, no oh man, it's 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 good to be back and doing this again. I am so psyched for the racing season. Uh, I was actually in your neighborhood not too long ago because I I've been trying to get you to come out to this board gaming group around yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> You don't see the the eye roll and look on Dan's face here. I don't think he. I, I think he's kind of putting me on over here. No, we'll uh, get there. We'll try try some board gaming. All right, <laughs> and and uh, I've been all into Picard lately. My my geek my geekiness mm. has been like shining out this off season. Yeah, I haven't I, watched that one. Yet. You haven't caught Picard, uh, but you definitely went and saw Star Wars. Oh yeah, oh, it, I way better than uh, Last Jedi. You think so? Yeah, way better. Yeah, okay. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, Dan. Okay, Dan, I'll give you that. I, I enjoyed it. It was cool. No, no spoilers here. It's a little early. It's still... Yeah, I think it's... I don't want to I don't want to give the big part out until, right, like, right, you right. know, until, until it's out on video and everyone okay. who didn't make it out to the movies. Star Wars is one of those movies. Uh, you got to, like, wonder, like, is it still... But did you think it was a good end to the saga? No. The Skywalker I'll saga. take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, let's 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 let let's move on with some other great storytelling, mm. like the Mandalorian, and just have oh, John so Favreau good. do everything yeah. Star Wars now. Yeah, love the Mandalorian. Mandal and what I'm doing now is I'm going back and I'm watching the entire Star Wars timeline, oh. uh, like start to finish. So you I got, watched... you got Disney Plus then, obviously, yeah. right? <laughs> so I watched Episode One and Two, and now I'm on um, the Clone Wars, the animated show. So yes, I'm Clone on Wars. season two of that right now. Now, there's one thing that's not on Disney Plus, and that's that old Clone Wars 
There's the original, the 2D one. The 2D one. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, did they not own that or something? I'm not quite understand. Well, because... that's not canon anymore because the new 3D animated show is canon. So that other show is considered like Legends. Legends. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. that show was really cool because it ended with Obi-Wan and Anakin attacking the ship and stealing Palpatine from the spire at the top ah. of Grievous's ship, mm -hmm. which led was right, right into the movie. Right into the movie. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but let's get back into like the, the sports, man. We're just coming off the heels of the Super Bowl. Looking forward to uh, our own Super Bowl stock car racing coming up. Yeah. Were you? Would you? Were, did you uh, approve of the big game? Oh yeah, I was rooting for the Chiefs the whole way. Were you? Yeah. All I could see was just Clint Borg just being all like, "I've never. I, have you ever seen him wear a Chiefs hat? Yeah. You've seen him wear a Chiefs hat? I'm pretty sure. He, I feel like he talks about the Chiefs all the time. I, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I feel like I hear Dale Jr. talking about the Redskins all the time. Uh, but I just don't feel like I hear Clint Boyer talking about the Chiefs all the time. I feel like he does. All right. Got to go back and like listen. I, I was actually pulling for the San Francisco 49ers, to be, to be truthful, even though I was a You're Giants an fan. NFC guy. Well, Makes sense. I like to, as a Giants fan, like you kind of like to keep the Super Bowl into that family of Super Bowl champions. Mm. And I know the Chiefs have a Super Bowl title, but it goes way back. And there's just a small little family of teams that have yeah but they were the first one. AF, afl team to go to the you know the af the nfl afl championship correct know? right so that's why that's why i was rooting i'm also a jets fan you know i'm a afc guy so i was like yeah we go to and i also was not too pleased to be rooting for kansas city on the heels of the royals beating the mets in 2015 mm -hmm. yeah i i can separate the teams you know from the city you know i don't like hate a city and hate all of their teams yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I try, I mean, I try to do it right here in New York. I try not to hate on the Yankees so right. much. I mean, we have, I mean, probably people listening to this podcast are split 50-50 down the middle of the Yankee fans and Mets fans. Yeah. Although it's it's crazy that as of right now, the wave arounders is pretty much an entire Mets group. Oh, really? Save six seconds, who's for some reason a Phillies fan. Well, he's from Philadelphia, but yeah. still an atrocity. Is a Mikey Yankees fan? Oh, that's right. Juju yeah. Bees is a, is, is a Yankees fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So three out of the five. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there are six of us in the waiver. <laughs> I don't know. Can't we'll get that. it right. Uh, but all right. So looking forward to the season, looking yeah. forward to all the stuff that's going on. Like there's a, as I'm looking at right now, I'm just getting a little update. It looks like the Islanders are about to blow a three goal lead again Oof. after going last night, beating the Caps, which was a huge game. And now the Mets have a, a new manager also. So lots Yeah, he had a press conference today. Did he? Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. I would have liked to heard of what Rojas had to hear what had to say. Yeah. But I'm glad that we got that distraction away this season with Carlos Beltran. Poor Beltran. You know what? The the Wilpons, you know, they just needed one more controversy before giving up ownership of the team, you know? Just hire the guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean I'd be a Truthful, I was not pleased with the Beltran hire. He was never my favorite Met, but I was eager to see what he could do as a manager. I understand that the players like him, and I was looking forward to what could happen. However, man, oh man, he got a bit of a rough deal in that whole thing. Yeah, that whole cheating scandal. A lot of cheating scandals going on. We're we're on the heels of an impeachment. I mean, um, oh, don't talk about oh, that. I won't go not, on, not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I could just, I could feel the listeners just cringe right there. 
<laughs> but hey, that's another big offseason topic right there. Yeah. My word, a lot. So a lot has happened in the offseason. Mm-hmm. We got a lot coming up this year. Yep. Uh, I'm excited. And I do want to say thanks to Dan and a shout out to all the hard work he did on our Instagram this offseason because Thank he you. really pulled some great photos uh, for us all for the Daytona 500 countdown yeah it was a labor of love good yeah the unsung heroes of the nascar past you found some really great shots yeah um scoured the internet for you know i would sit on the computer like all day just like trying to like all get day. all of them lined up for, you know so i would just be able to like post it every day but yeah it was i was diving deep for some of these drivers it's luckily for the internet has some great resources to help uh, racing reference is good to have it like sorted yep. by number and what mm-hmm. you use the driver averages site. driver averages uh racing reference also the nascar historian website it's pretty good um cool. yeah and there's nothing like bringing race car fans together nascar fans together like the old shots Na- nascar fans love the history and the old photos and old liveries paint yeah. schemes and, things and even like as that. like a huge nascar fan got to like learn more about the sport by finding these people. I find, I I consider myself uh, a a really big fan. And how many times did I tell you, like, what I didn't, didn't know this guy. And then, then you're giving me a little bit of information on, you know, what's what, who's this guy. And, and that, and and, then man, some of the names, the names are great. The games are great. And also, wow. Opinions in NASCAR, man. Oh, yeah. Because we'd even be getting messages like, well, I thought I would see that number, uh, mm. that driver for that number, but I guess not. Yeah. I guess you don't like him. <laughs> uh, and then I think I even gave it to you a couple of times. I was like, shared you a couple of pictures and yeah. you didn't see him come up. And we were like, what? You went with somebody <laughs> else, but that was part of the fun of it. Yeah. But man, NASCAR. They can't all be purple cars with cool wheels. <laughs> they all can't be cool. <laughs> but man, oh, man. Like NASCAR fans, they have something to say about everything. There is no shortage of opinions in the NASCAR world. They will come at you for everything, mm-hmm. even what car you're choosing to put on a Daytona 500 countdown. Twitter was buzzing all off season. I love that account, that bad NASCAR opinions. That's great. Yeah. Then I tagged the bad NASCAR opinions in one of them, and then he like kind of shot back about. Yeah. He didn't like, not a fan of Pocono. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this, well, my classic, we had a little discussion about classic tracks and, and opinions and things like that. And well, what makes a classic track and Pocono to me, we don't love it or hate it. It's a classic NASCAR venue. Classic, but not like, not historic, classic, but not historic. You know, I feel like it's a little bit, not that it's newer, but if, if you're going to talk about a classic NASCAR track, I'm thinking Darlington, North Wilkesboro, Rockingham, stuff like that. Okay, those are like the short tracks. Right, then you're naming the, the, the classic venues, however, some of them, like Rockingham, North Wilkesboro, they're not racing it anymore. So on the schedule, like classic, right? It was really Dover was the one that started the whole thing. I called mm-hmm. Dover a classic venue because, like Pocono, it's been considered to get rid of a race there or possibly move it to a single weekend. But. Uh, they've been racing at Dover since 69. To me, that's like a classic track. Pocono is a very unique track. To me, it's a classic track. They've been there since the early 70s also. And also, as a Northeasterner, hmm. I'm going to die on this hill protecting Pocono. We were there last year. Yeah, it was a true. great event. 
Right. The, it was beautiful day. The facility was fantastic. Yeah. And, and you I, don't want it to go the way of Nazareth. No. And, and, and you know, frankly, I thought it, I thought it was a pretty good race. It just looks a little different. It just doesn't look like a video game. And I think we're getting into this little uh, video game realm of racing where people just want to see their, you know, 15 minute little stage, you know, sit in the lobby and, and join a NASCAR heat type race. Right. iRacing. iRacing was all the to- talk all off season. How about Doug mm. Kobe? Dell Jr. D- jumped on him and, and sent the Twitter fury on him after after uh, Kobe came back with the comment. Well, how about how about Dale gives Kobe a ride in in a in a real Late model or uh, well, it's crazy. Like I mean, right, right. Why wouldn't he's a six-time modified champion? The guy right now is kind of shopping for a ride. Yeah, and I think all his champions in in his thirties also. Like the guy's a talent Mm -hmm. and 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 probably Hall of Fame status. Definitely. I mean, if you're talking if with some of those other short track and touring season champions, Mm -hmm. uh, so that was. No shortage of opinions in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, uh, what K- Kobe said was he was commenting about how Junior Motorsports had all the people, the young racers there, signing and having a media day yeah. for the iRacing team. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing sponsors go over to the iRacing and having uh, like reveals for the cars and things yeah. like that. It's just it's and I, and I'm dude, I'm looking forward to going and playing some i racing this weekend. Like I yeah, am, it was really fun when we did it. i racing is awesome, and I I even tune into Twitch and and watch <laughs> one of our wave rounders and former debris and turn three champion white but flag. You're not a real race car driver, just because you do i racing does not make you a real. Uh, and I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not saying the collective you. I'm saying you, Matt, are oh, not a real race no, car I, driver. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> I am not. I am not. Uh, but I am looking forward to getting out there and mixing it up next weekend. So if anybody is going to be racing on iRacing, hit up the hit up the uh, the show. We'll 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 link up. Mm-hmm. And people have had all sorts of things to say. People had all sorts of things to say about Kyle Larson winning the Chili Bowl, and mm-hmm. that guy was traveling around the world racing. Yeah. And but then he made the comment saying that it was a bigger win than Daytona. Sorry, Daytona, it's a bigger win. Hey, you know. That was the one race that he really wanted to win, and he won it. So, I mean, I don't have anything against. I don't have. I don't anything have I, 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 I think it's. I think it's great, and it's uh, sure. I mean, he's he's he also had kind of like a rivalry going with that event, mm-hmm. right? Like it was like the one thing that the one notch on the belt, like he couldn't get, right? <laughs> but I like I understand like NASCAR is like the premier like racing series, so you would think like Daytona or something that you'd want to win that race, but. If you're a racer, you know, you'll get into anything and you'll want to win the most prestigious races that you can. I And look how many racers are showing up for that Chili Bowl. Not even just in the total uh, amount, like it's over 100 drivers and stuff, but just the caliber of racers that were showing up and the caliber right. of drivers that were getting sent home. Right. It's great. Uh, um, congratulations to Kyle Larson. Uh, and there's just really quick, another couple of things I just met people... With the eye racing thing, can we stop talking about William Byron getting his start in racing because of of a video <laughs> well, game? That's, that's what it. he did. No, he didn't. The guy was a legends driver. He was a short track racer. He raced legends, and then he raced late models, and he used eye racing to for his seat time and to his advantage. But he wasn't like a kid just racing eye racing that someone was like, "Hey, you, right? 
we're going to put you behind the wheel. He still had to go and so race he's got short street track cred. racing. Yeah, so he has that. Yeah, he has street cred. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the last little thing, I've been seeing a lot of chatter about stages, man, coming into this season. I don't know. Is, is the uh, public opinion changing on Definitely. stages? Oh, on Twitter, I see more negative comments about stages than I do positive. Me too. I mean, and let's be real. This is something that was thought up in a TV producer's office somewhere. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't NASCAR. Got to get more commercial time. Commer- but they promised us less commercial time. They just redistributed the commercial I could hear time. Grandpa Edwards going, when they told us <laughs> that we were going to get cable TV, they said no commercials. Now there's commercials. I, so it's like the same thing. <laughs> uh, but with this... I'm sure some people are probably happy to hear that we're doing a stage podcasting now. They want us to move on from this next section. Yes. Uh, but before we do, I just want mm-hmm. to uh, just, just before we move on and go into the whole rest of the show, mm-hmm. we are race fans. We are race fans. We try to keep it real here. Like we're not journalists. We're, yeah. we're cousins. We love racing. We host this league because what is it? necessity is the mother of invention. And there was mm-hmm. no fun league to race in. And I'm not a fan of that. The NASCAR Fantasy Live game, I think, is just absolute garbage. So mm-hmm. I invite anybody listening to come to the Fantrax.com site and use the join ID, Debris and Turn 3, one word, and be part of the 2020 championship with us. And and stay tuned with us on social media, our mm-hmm. website, DebrisandTurn3.com, the Fantrax site. And you'll hear everything that we got to keep this uh, companion podcast going for everyone in the league. All right. Sounds good. So I feel like it never really feels like the new year until February when the 500 rolls around. I think it's just something special about this time of year. Seeing cars on the track at Daytona on a crisp, clear, sunny afternoon, palm trees in the background. Sun shining off the roofs. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just because we're in the freezing cold of the Northeast and just kind of wishing for that weather to come back. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of grew up going to Florida, visiting Vito and Phyllis and going to the 500 and the Firecracker 400. Yeah, Grandma and Grandpa only lived 30 minutes yeah. from Daytona, so it was a great jumping off point yeah. to, to get to either uh, a lot of 400s, more mm-hmm. four, but I... You know, this is the 30-year anniversary of the 1990 Daytona 500. My dad and mm-hmm. I were there. He took me. I was eight years old. Yep. Hardcore race fan at eight years old there for the uh, the 500. And that was when Dale Earnhardt blew that tire. Yep. And Derek Cope got the win. And, I, and we will just say it was like a switch in mm-hmm. the crowd of the whole. Everyone standing up. Oh, Dale Earnhardt's finally going to win. He's coming. And, people's, and then he goes up the track. Cope goes on. And the whole crowd just goes. <laughs> Everyone who was standing and cheering, just sitting down with that look on the, and everyone else just jumped up, hands in the air and cheering because yeah. he was either you're an Earnhardt fan or you were rooting against Earnhardt right. in 1990. Kind of like the last time that we were in Daytona for the 500 in 2013, and Jimmy Johnson won. Uh, which yeah, we're not very that, happy about. So, a great trip. So grateful to take uh, a Speed Weeks trip with our dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Team Alabama gang. The old man's down there at Speed Weeks uh, tonight, actually. is at New Smyrna and nice. heading over to Volusia tomorrow. Uh, some of the great things you get to do when you retire down in warm, mm-hmm. sunny Florida. Yep. Yeah, but 2013, was, it was a great trip. We, we hit the tracks uh, with them. And then, yeah, we were at the 300 and the 500 that year. Yeah. And probably the most boring 500 ever. New car. 
Jimmy Johnson wins. New car, Jimmy Johnson wins. And you, yeah. right, it was a bit of an overcast day, so we didn't get that full yeah. effect of. I mean, there's something about that. Either a race car under the lights mm-hmm. or a race car on a shining, sunny Sunday afternoon. So the first episode of the season can only mean one thing. Daytona! It's speed weeks. Uh, Cars are on the track. We've seen practice, 500 pole qualifying, uh, the bush clash or the bush crash, as Mike Joy so eloquently put it. (laughs) We have the World Series of asphalt racing going on at New Smyrna Speedway. Also, the World of Outlaws at Volusia County Speedway. Uh, It's just a great time of year. Uh, It's finally racing season. And uh, this year, we are bringing the fire. Let's get down to the winner's circle. Week one in the winner's circle. But so this is this is we're in stage two now, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we took our bath. Stage break. podcasting. Yes, yeah, stage podcasting. Stage two. So week one winner's circle in the NASCAR Cup Series. Eric Jones gets the win in the Bush Clash. Uh, he was one of five cars left on the lead lap and won with a wrecked race car. Bush Crash was very apropos for this race. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of opinions on it. We'll get to that when we have our discussion. But I thought the coolest part was that little kid at the end of the race. Yeah, that was funny. Snubbed uh, Jones because he was a big Denny fan. <laughs> that was cute. Yep. Kids hardcore. And in the Arca Menard series the, series, the Lucas Oil 200, Michael Self won from the pole. You, 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 you thought that the Bush Clash was an Arca series event, the way it looked. It looked like it, yeah. And Natalie Decker got wrecked again. <laughs> not the first, not the last time. Uh, Haley Deegan, second place, a uh, big shout yeah. out. That was a good, good That's run. good, yeah. And then in the Arca Menards East series, Sam Mayer uh, got the win, and he battled uh, against, uh, I don't remember his lip first, his lip, Gibbs, the Gibbs yeah, kid. The Gibbs you know, kid, yeah. Battled yeah. him. For <laughs> that, was, uh, that, was a good, that was a good race. I, I tuned into that late last night and kind of scanned it through. Uh, and, and watching, but man, oh man, how about that three wide crash? The oh guy man, went up I don't the know fence. who was spotting for the one, but that was just a terrible move. You know, it's I, I, young guys racing, racing deal, but and people on on Twitter were like, "Hey man, like the car was tight. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? Lift? You're the you're the one that dove to make it three wide. The onus yeah. is on you to keep it in that lane." I think he would have made it if the one wasn't pushing up the racetrack. Well, so I mean, like, like yeah. the one was yeah. the one who dove down oh, and made okay, it three exactly. wide. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the onus is on him. Yeah. You got to stay in that low lane. Right. Um, and then just congratulations to all the winners so far at the World Series uh, at Volusia and at the uh, World of Outlaws, Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia County. And uh, great, yeah, D- Dan, great job of showcasing all the, the winners at the World Series. Uh, if you want to follow along with the Instagram page, you can catch some of that on the story. And the track pass that NBC is offering this year. Yeah, it's great. Uh, instead of the Fans Choice TV, unfortunately, got to pay for it this year. But it is really great. And uh, who's the gentleman that's uh, calling the races over there? I'm not quite sure who it is. Uh, he mentioned that he was a modified team owner. Hmm. I don't. I didn't quite catch. The audio was kind of like weird in the beginning, so I didn't really like quite yeah, catch it. Yeah, it didn't sound like Tommy Baldwin because he yeah. was doing you know, like the color commentator for a, a, a while. Uh, but it's just. Great chat and good look through all the different types of chassis that the Modifieds are running. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Priest is out there, and, and uh, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is the Northeast show, and uh, we're Priest fans. We're in the Priest camp right yeah. now. Priest so. Nation. Yeah. All right, that, uh, yeah, that's the win. That's, that's going to wrap up the winner's circle. So yeah. uh, we're going to move on to what? Our fan- talk about a little bit about the fantasy? Yep. Well, thanks, Dan. So we're just start off with a 
congratulations to the 2019 winners, Juju Bees Racing, uh, taking the Debris in Turn 3 championship. It was hard fought right down to the very last race. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was exciting. There was a mixing and match, a few teams all the way down to the end. And who says you can't have a, a tight points race without any sort of playoff gimmicks in it? Yeah. Uh, and also congratulations to White Flag Lap for taking home the Champions League victory in the Wave Rounders. Congratulations. So we have several new owners this season. Right now, the league is open. Entry list is available at Fantrack.com. And just going to go a quick little rules overview. Uh, it's a five-driver roster with a 50K salary cap. Right. And it's fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. And it kind of models is reminiscent of the DraftKings setup. And you're going to score points in the stages. You're going to score points overall at the end of the race. Uh, and then we have a couple of little bonus scoring points where you can get an additional point for leading a lap if your, dri- if your driver leads a lap. Right. If your driver leads the most laps, additional point. And then we have a few bonuses set up with uh, top 10, top 5, each score five, well, one point, and a, t- and a win gets you an additional three. Right. Uh, so coupled with the, the scores of the points. So you get five bonus points for if your driver win- wins uh, wins the wins race. The race. Leads a lap and add, leads those laps. Yeah, and if right. you add that to the five points that they would score as their your cup series points, right. and you're looking at a ten point bonus to win. So it behooves you to pick the winner. However, you can also gain an additional point for positions gained. Right. So there's a little bit of an incentive to choose drivers deep in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that's uh, that's going to take care of uh, the scoring. Uh, and then just a few other things that we kind of have in mind for the league because we did have some fan tracks has a max occupancy in the league of 200 and right now we're set to 200 right and I agree that's a lot of people to have in a racing league but definitely we're, we've done a lot of bouncing around over the last few seasons we've gone from we started out at Fox right then we went to NASCAR and last year we came over to fan tracks and it was kind of a last minute thing to move the fan track last season so we didn't really get to take advantage of a lot of the uh, features that the site has like the message board and stuff we were kind of just getting used to a lot of things now uh, I feel like we're we're out there we're we're doing the show this season and I want to just have a few ideas that we've had for this for the league I would like to do divisions that'd be cool Right? Yeah. I, I talked to a couple of the owners that I, I think guys are into it. So this season is going to be important because even if, you know, you, you see a lot of times in a fantasy league, once people start to lose, especially in free leagues when they got any money on the line, they're kind of like out of it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I hope everyone enjoys sticking around with the Debris and Turn 3 crew and you want to chit-chat racing and hang out and on Sundays and whatnot. So if you are in that bottom 10... Well, first off, top 40 this season are going to be in the Debris and Turn 3 Cup Series. Moving forward, anybody else, we're going to start another series of 40 drivers. That would be like the quote-unquote Xfinity Series. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how many we get. I, I mean, I, I envision Debris and Turn 3 being something that has several different series. Right. And then we could do a little relegation between each of them. If you finish in the bottom 10 
of one series, you're going to get bumped down to the another one. Right. And if you're in the top ten of the of the lower series, you're going to relic you're going to get bumped up to the next series. I like that. And the three and turn three owners know that you know this is a fun league, but it's competitive, and we do have some prizes <laughs> that you win for uh, that, that 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 you win at the end of the season. Uh, check out our Twitter. Juju Bees was sporting some of the gear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's that's kind of like what I had in mind for for the, the the fantasy. I think that right now we have about 50, 55 owners. Uh, maybe that's expect right. a few more as it uh, gets closer to the five hundred. But I said, right now it's going to be like after the five hundred too. You know. Yeah. Exactly the entry. See, that's the thing about, like, racing. Yeah. You know what? Like, you can join afterwards because... You know, we had a little bit of a deficit, but... We, we, everyone everyone misses a race at some point or another, and that's the good thing about fan tracks. You all, it kind of helps you from missing a race because you'll keep your Same drivers roster. in yeah. the... As long as the salaries correct change for those drivers. you got to be mindful that, right, if you're right. up against the salary cap... And the uh, salaries change for the drivers going into another week. It could put you over, and it could give you an illegal ro- an illegal roster, which then you don't score any points. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of lot, so new owners right now. We got like I said earlier. It kind of reminds me of like an old school Darlington 500, like 60 somewhat guys just racing around right now. So we're gonna yeah. have a big league this season. Yeah. But moving forward, some great ideas switching the guys up into divisions and things like that. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, that pretty much is uh, all the big news in Debris and Turn 3. And now, keep in mind, remember, if you if you win, you're in the wave around us, that's our championship league. Right. Uh, and really, we just have a new pool of drivers and some small rule changes, no more double points than right. we did. At, and it was really the schedule change kind of took that away because it was nicely set up before with the double points and the super speedways, and yeah. we segment the Wave Arounders season, and we do have a little playoffs in, in there. Uh, so we just had to change up the schedule, and now we're going to do a little knockout thing at the end of the, at the season yeah, also, because be cool. last couple of seasons, FKC Racing, our buddy Frank, he, uh, he was taking a big lead into the playoffs, and then in like one or two bad races, just kind of <laughs> ended his playoff hope. So yeah. we had to rethink the format a little bit, but... If you win, the, if you're signed up to play the DIT3 championship, you find, and if you win, you get to play this little extra fantasy game we got going. It was just one of the many things that we got cooking over here. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think that wraps up all the uh, fantasy stuff. So let's get into the actual race discussion about the Bush Clash. The beginning of the race was a lot different from the end of the race. It was quite different the whole beginning of the race they were just like nose to tail um just kind of it seemed like they were just waiting out the uh the competition caution which came yeah. around lap 20 yeah and it was 25 i think what, lap 25 but then yeah. they picked up with the same sort of strategy right afterwards uh yeah i mean it's the same thing that we've seen at the super speedways the last couple of years the manufacturers they all uh, you know, they're working together and the, you know, we saw the Chevys basically all working together in the clash. And I don't know what it is about this body style on the Camaro. They changed the, the, the nose of the car a little bit. They made it a little more flat. It's not as stylized as it was okay. last season. So there's not like that, 
kind of had like a point to it in last year. Now it's a little bit more rounded and flat. They tried to line up the, the rear and front bumpers. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what's going on with the Chevys. It really just, this, this race to me just resembles a test session. Oh yeah. Because they're mandated to be available to race in the clash and Mm -hmm. the all-star event. If you're eligible and you hold a charter, right? So we already saw two drivers that were eligible, not even race. Mm-hmm. Daniel Hamrick, he has no ride. Yeah, but uh, you you would some you would think that though the prestige of Daytona, you'd want to get out there and maybe he'd be able to put something together for a race. But look what the carnage that ensued. Nobody wants to put a car on the track if that's going to happen. Right, it's and a lot of money. And the same goes for the Gaunt brothers team, yeah. who signed. Daniel Suarez not too long before the season got underway. Right. And they said that they didn't have any cars in the stable to make the run, which to me, that was a little, I, I, that I, I kind of got on to Twitter also. And was like, man, man, like I want to see that 96 car like out there. And with Daniel Suarez, the Bush clash to me sometimes was when I watched those old ones, it was like the first chance to see the guys out there and the new ride. And I don't know. I feel like, for an international star in NASCAR, Dana Suarez, it would it would have been good to get him out there racing at Daytona. Right. And I, I can't see how that not, how that wouldn't have helped the '96 team. But either way, you know, it was a, a smaller field, uh, definitely because they limited um, the eligibility this year. Um, but you know, we saw. Did they change any eligibility this I think, season? I think they did. I think they kind of like narrowed it down a little bit to kind of the way it was with the old Bush Clash with only like pole sitters and uh, like stuff like that. Well, it was always just pole sitters and it had expanded. I don't I don't know. I think right now it's at the probably it's max expansion because mm. right now it was open to the playoff contenders. Also, Daytona mm. 500 winners and all Daytona 500 Pole sitters, right? This is why Austin Dillon and William Byron mm-hmm. were were also in in the race, right? Um, and now, yeah, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. can be in the race <laughs> forever. Yep, <laughs> with his mullet. Um, it was, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of differing opinions about this race, but I enjoyed it. You know, we got to see some pit strategy early on in the race because. The Chevys were all working together. The Fords and the Toyotas were working together. Uh, and after that competition caution, the field kind of broke up into two. Uh, the the Fords all pitted. And then we kind of saw every, everything kind of like cycle through. Well, and before the before the, the green flag stop that the Toyotas and Fords made, yeah. the field was somewhat broken up into two packs, but only because the Chevys were doing their own thing on the bottom while the Toyotas and Fords were running that fast line around the top. Now, do you think that they were trying something? Do you think they were trying to make gains on the inside in that pack? Or do you think that they were just running and... I think what they're... What I'm thinking is what on the day of the 500 it'll probably be a little bit of a later start time. So the sun will kind of start to set a little bit earlier. So maybe they're thinking, figure out how to run that low lane. That way, when it gets a little bit cooler out, they might have the faster. So the whole beginning part of this race was just nothing but a test session. Exactly. So 
why not just open this race up to everybody then? We, 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 we'll, we'll get a little more into that because there's a lot of talk and discussion surrounding this race and what could possibly happen to it. Uh, let's just keep talking about what happened in yeah. this particular event right now. Uh, because when they were running like that, it gave him a lot of time to focus in on Jimmy Johnson's heart rate about every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yet you couldn't see the thing because every time they, they cut to it on the camera, there was just a giant glare from the sun. So you couldn't even see his 139 you know, heart rate or whatever it was. That, that's only what it spiked up to when he went through the wreck and then it quickly went back down because yeah. the guy is like an athletic god. <laughs> He ran a marathon, a half marathon around Daytona before the clash. Yeah, it's insane. Jimmy Johnson is, uh, he's really something else. Uh, guys, you, you can't call, you can't say the NASCAR drivers are not athletes and, and you, he's the seven time champion right now. So yep. uh, can't argue with that. No, not at all. Uh, but so on the racetrack, mm-hmm. the cars were looking like they were handling a lot differently than we've seen previously. And a lot that had to do probably with their gigantic spoilers. Yeah. Then and that big hole that they're putting in the air. We've talked. Everyone's been talking about it, and we saw the closing rate really increase. Also have increase. the aero ducks too, so that probably adds a little bit to it. And that probably adds a little bit also. Mm-hmm. So maybe the drivers they got to start rethinking their blocking strategy. Yeah. Because I mean, so these big spoilers. These. these Leads the guys to try to side draft, and that side draft is not really doesn't make it's a misnomer. Right, you don't go faster, you make the other guy go slower. Correct, and that just kind of slows down the line mm-hmm. of guys behind them that are trying to draft, which then leads to this bump drafting thing, which I really don't get. <laughs> I really don't get bump drafting. So it's just running into the guy in front of you at two hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, I get the point of it because the closing rate is so fast that. By the time you let off the gas, you know, with the, the restrictor plate and everything, you just gotta like stay on it, you know? Right. And you need to you need to push yeah. from the guy to from behind to keep you the momentum. But you're hitting another car at two hundred miles an hour and then they get all out of shape and like what are you expecting to They're happen? The best drivers in the world they should be oh, able to do. It. Well, what it didn't end up looking like it because Joey Logano makes one big block and then tries to make another block. Mm-hmm. When and the 18 didn't leave him a lot of room there, but the 18 also had the 11 coming up on the inside, right? But all that, what does that really mean? Because the 22 didn't even have enough gas to go the distance anyway, right? Which this brings us to a new seg, uh, uh, an old segment, we're just renaming it. Uh, it's called the Blind Boy Award. Idiot, you idiot, you're an idiot, you idiot, yes, yes. So last year we were doing the bonehead move of the week. We rebranded it as the blind boy award because Matt suggested it. Listen, I am a, and was a big Kyle Petty fan and we're keeping it real to the 1993 Daytona 500 when the blind boy, Bobby Hillen Jr. just wrecked in that, Al Unser Jr. Yeah. towards the end of the race and just ruined another great chance for KP to take home a Daytona 500 championship in that mellow yellow number 42. Well, I'm cool with the name change. So the Blind Boy Award. The Blind Boy Award. So it goes to Joey Logano this week for oh, that. We're going to get some ridiculous about this one. Because 
you know, that some points were made and some points were made that I kind of, you know, agree with now. At the time, I was a little heated. I was like, Joey, what are you doing? But blocking is the game now. But like you just said, he was he wasn't running full throttle. He knew that he wasn't going to make it because that group hadn't pitted yet. And the other group had cycled back around. So why was he blocking? There was no need for him to block. Was now this is this is where we are not journalists and <laughs> and was Joe Joe so the the Chevys were the ones that were making that fuel mileage stretch. Yeah. Was Joey Logano did Joey Logano not pit? Was he out there with them? Though? I think he was the only Ford that wasn't okay. in that doing the, that, running the that strategy. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember now the uh the hearing something on the radio about that. Okay. Right. So then, why are you throwing a move like that? Mm-hmm. And you, frankly. I don't like the big block with the big run like that. If you, everyone says, oh, these guys weren't didn't crash so much back in the early 2000s, and you watch some of those races because they they gave themselves a little bit of room. Right. I bet they could have bumped drafted also. They just didn't. Right. They called that running into people. Yeah. Now bump drafting is a thing. Right. And yeah. not only that, you get you got Chase Elliott on the subsequent restart. Well, actually, not the the subsequent restart because yeah, that the, was like two or three the, restarts. No, the after next that. restart after that wreck, which after that, that wreck with Joey Logano that, and that Brad Kozlowski, that started right. You yeah. know, the yellows breed yellows, and mm-hmm. then that's the next one was William Bryan, William Byron, and Ryan Newman, yeah, losing it on the restart, on the restart, and taking yeah. out pretty much like everybody. Ridiculous. And it was the next restart though, which I had the problem with. Like, why is Chase Elliott beating and banging on the back bumper of Denny Hamlin going down the back straightaway. Go around him. Make Not a move. Not even just going down the, the straight into turn three. Well, it was turn. He was he was on Larson's ass into turn three. The, the one before that, Hamlin blows the tire. Mm-hmm. Now he blows a right rear tire. Yeah. The spin looks like it's a like uh, looks like a left rear. The way he went around, it was very reminiscent of when Kyle Busch spun in the Daytona 500 in front yeah. of everybody, took out Dale Jr. Uh, but the thing is, why didn't Hamlin pit when there's only? I know it's a green white checker coming up, but there's only you know ten guys in the field. Mm-hmm. We saw we saw Dale Earnhardt go from 18th to first at Talladega in two laps. I mean, well, because every time that they wrecked, he was getting a lap back because he was. One lap down at the well, end. Well, at of the this race. particular point, he was still yeah. on the lead lap. This oh, is the one he? when okay. he wrecked in front of everybody. Okay. Yeah, he was still on the lead lap at that point, mm-hmm. and he wrecked in front of everybody. He, uh, crew chief keeps him out there. He, he has a tire rub because the eighteen and twenty two got made contact with his right side. Right, and and that's what I've said on like he, that, that was just kind of like a uh, that was knuckleheaded. To do that, yeah, yeah. You know what? We we, we really we could have given him an award to, to staying out with that contact, but uh, they risk it. But he risked took it out everybody else, and then in the next restart, that's when Chase Elliott was all over the forty two car, all the way down the backstretch, and he pushed them all the way into turn three on that right rear. Mm-hmm. They got everybody online going like, "Look, oh, what Chase Elliott was blocking him, blocking him, dude." Chase Elliott, I mean Kyle Larson was blocking him. Chase Elliott was on that right rear, and then sent that car down low, and then they wrecked that that one was the one that really bothered me because it was yeah. like, okay, just get a couple of laps around the racetrack. Yep. And Austin Dillon managed to avoid all of these wrecks and have a clean car at the end of the race. And still lose <laughs> to two busted-up JGR cars. Now, is that, what does that say? Anything about Austin Dillon or anything about RCR? Both. 
<laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, that was, yeah, that was not good. Not good. I mean, you, you would expect... Just seeing that car come across the start finish line, looking like that and taking the win, yeah. I, I I was a little embarrassed for NASCAR. I wasn't. I I loved every second of it. Did you really? See, yeah. now this is what happens. We have the conversation now of, of was 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 it a good race or was it not? Was it entertaining? Was it not? And it was at the time. I was we were texting, we were going back and forth, and I was like, man. I came in this afternoon ready to watch a race. I was pumped up, and this is what we got. I, I was expecting the single-file test session. I was expecting that. Mm-hmm. I knew that was, was going to happen. Why are they even doing this race? Just to make their 500 cars better. Right. So I was expecting that. And then once it got good at the end, once they started to dice it up a little bit, they got... I mean, I was definitely expecting some wrecks. I was um, expecting something to happen. I wasn't happen. expecting that. But even still, uh, you know, I thought it was... It's an it's an exhibition race, you know. The whole point of this is to kind of get the bugs out, you know. You you're the first time on your track. If you don't do this race, then these guys are gonna be taking chances in the 500 and ruining cars. So why not just do it now? I mean, I know it's a lot of money. Um, what do we said? Uh, Michael Waltrip said when he was chasing Elliot. Yeah, all out <laughs> of breath. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Walsh, we're here. We're here with Chase. It's two, yeah, he mentioned 250K, you know, yeah. right? For, roughly for the cost of a car. Right. And every one of them wrecked in this race, basically. Right. So, but we didn't see anyone taking chances until it got late into the race. So the race was 75 laps. The ARCA race was 80 laps. So this was almost a 200-mile race for an exhibition race. So... Should the 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 length of the race be shorter? Because it was a test session, not a race. Yeah. And if we could just be honest with what we're watching, then we will, we know what to expect. It's not a seventy-five lap race. It's a seventy-five lap test session prior to Daytona five hundred, and at the last five laps, the race breaks out. Right. So, do we want this to be just a chance for these guys to work out the kinks? Just have a test session. Let everybody. Open up the grandstands for free. You have the concessions going, and everyone after the. No, I think you need a race. I think you need to you need to have the clash, just because it's that first race of speed weeks for you know for the cup guys gets gets you all amped up for the five hundred, um, but lengthwise, seventy five laps is way too long. It should be, I would say like forty laps, just under a fuel run. That way, there's no pit stops. You don't have to worry about any of that, you know, unless there are some cautions. But and if you want to pit, do, you can pit, right? right. If you want to come in, make an adjustment. Yeah. Want to come in, change but a, tires. A fuel run is like 45 to 48 laps or something like that on uh, on the Cup cars. So just do a 40 lap race. And I mean, I know a lot of it has yeah, to like, do with TV time. Sure, but a fuel, but a an exhibition race should not be coming down to fuel mileage. No, no, I don't think it would come down to fuel mileage. Well, it almost did on Sunday. Yeah. The Chevys were gambling. It was a big gamble, but I was like, man, we should be watching a, a grudge match. Yeah. Right? I know Junior season. mentioned like 20 laps, but that's just way too short, and especially for the TV time, the sponsors and everything, they're not going to want 20 laps. Now, that's a good know? point because you're also selling the product to television. Yeah. You, you need the, the slot. The you need- intros and the, the opening ceremony stuff would take longer than the race. But so I, I, I so w- w- everyone is also we're we're bound to this tradition of 
the pole sitters or lim you know, the, limited the field. Why don't we open this thing up to everybody? Why don't we have if you're if you're, you're guaranteed a spot in a race? Okay, if you're a playoff driver, Daytona winner, Daytona pole sitter, mm -hmm. like always, right? That gave us 18 cars. Maybe we'll make the field 25 cars or something like that. Have a couple of heat races. Have three races with the with, with everybody else. Have have three 10 lap races mm -hmm. with the other guys. You, you, you know, had the heats and then maybe like one so last like the all star race and maybe have <laughs> like, like the all star race and then have like one le like have the open right. essentially. And let these guys try to transfer into the Bush Clash. And it's possible. And That's then an now you have no one's going to be sitting on uh, any fuel mileage. And then when you get down to the end of it, you just have, like you said, maybe like a 40 lap race, mm -hmm. maybe two 20 lap segments. We'll have stages in the Bush Clash <laughs> of stage one and stage two. No, I think no, everything's in stages. No stages. Just do 40 laps. That'll get people excited to have no stages, and then they'll eventually change to no stages in the regular season. Or we could just do like 30 laps, have a stage break, and just have like a 10 lap shootout. Eh, I don't like <laughs> well, the 10 well, lap the, shootout thing. On this a super is the can of worms that you open up with stages because now NASCAR changed a lot of the stage lengths like this season. So you've got the, the conversation. Now we're kind of like moving into like some of the, the news stuff yeah. over, like, over, over here. So. Does this change its perspective? Does, does all our conversation here change the perspective on the, the the clash? Because for me, it does like a little bit. I was I, I was a little ticked on Sunday. I felt a little like these guys were running a little amateurish. But seeing that one wreck with Joey Logano, like I, it was the end of the race. It, you know, it might not have been the smartest thing, but you saw you knew it was going to come. You knew it was coming. You knew that there was going to be some sort of rubbing in contact. And it was the end of the race. Mm -hmm. How it all developed to get to there, it's its own thing. And it was entertaining. I was happy to see cars back on the track. I'll roll with, yeah, the clash was fine and entertaining, and we don't need to get rid of it because that's some of the discussion that's starting to roll around a little bit. Yeah, um, my perspective has not changed. I went into it expecting something like that that happened, and... I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun day. Now, I know there's some people that don't like the F with tradition out there, but I think that you need to start expanding your mind and getting creative, which gets a little NASCAR fans a little apprehensive, but let the, the Bush Clash still has a purpose, mm -hmm. but let's rethink maybe its structure, who's available for it, and what it can offer the series in the future. All right, let's do that in the next segment because... It's the end of stage two right now. So on the subject of the clash, uh, the 2021 Daytona 500 was announced as being on Valentine's Day next year, February 14th. The Super Bowl is the week prior on the 7th. Now, normally there's two weeks between Super Bowl and Daytona 500. Next year, it's just going to be one. So... Is it speed week? <laughs> There's speed weeks has evolved a lot over the last bunch of years, but it's still, it's still speed weeks. It's it, it just the allure to the speed weeks. I think is going to now focus more or less around do Smyrna Volusia. Right. And even well, kind of really kicks off with the 24 hours of Daytona. Right. Yeah. 
Except, but then you don't really have much in between that and the start of NASCAR speed. Right, there's a little bit of a break. Uh, it used to just kind of all pile into into each other, and the 24 kind of kicked it off. Yeah. Uh, now there is that little one-week break in between. Uh, so this is just begs the question now, like, does, does NASCAR have something in mind for the Bush Clash? Like, will it exist? Right. I don't know. And it also begs the question... At, should the well we'll get into a little more also like it, it the, the duels also yeah have the duels outlived their uh their you know outstayed their welcome on the I, nascar schedule i don't think so um we'll get into that later but uh i have some stuff i have some thoughts on okay that. um but do you think we'll have a clash next year i i'm going to say that we will because mm-hmm. nascar is never too keen on Get, getting rid of races and losing that chance to get people out there into yeah. the seats. And, and I think it'll be like a like prime a... time night race. Possibly. I think yeah. I might go back to nighttime. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it was announced that NASCAR is really looking into a street course or like a stadium uh, race, you know, like around a stadium, building like a street course around a stadium. And, you know, they're asking the fans if that's what they want. But you know they're just going to do it anyway, so there's no point in really arguing about it. NASCAR will do it at once. They yeah. always have. But they they do try to gauge public opinion at yeah. times, and at times they just go along with whatever they feel is I right. Mean, they added the Roval because everyone wanted another road course. So I can definitely see them. A, a soldier field is a potential uh, location for this street course that they want to do. So Yeah, I don't know if that's the best location but i don't but who who am i to say i don't know what well, would it, make it a makes best you think facility. that chicago land would maybe go away next year that because this is also kind of a weird season because it's the last season uh well first of all the changes of the schedule this year with uh daytona being the end of the regular season indy moving to fourth mm-hmm. of july and then next year you're gonna we're gonna have a totally different schedule a brand new car so this see this whole season's kind of just like well, and a lot of that is those speculation. Yeah. We don't really necessarily know that we will have a lot of changes in the schedule. We're expecting because of the way the fans have pleaded that they want to see different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the contracts are up, but we also we don't know that. It's, just, it's also a lot of just speculation, which is you'll get a lot of that on the Debris and Turn 3 yeah. podcast. Right. Well, <laughs> Carvick's contract, he signed an extension, right? Another that was three pretty, years. Yeah. I, I know uh, White Flag Lap, probably very happy to hear that. Big Harvick fan, big Stuart Haas racing fan. Are you going to tweet uh, the Harvick pit stop thing uh, to win the the Ford Mustang? I didn't see that. Is there yeah. a giveaway? Yeah. I missed it. It's, it's like hashtag pit for Bush or something like that. And every, oh, yeah? anytime that Harvick is pitting, you have to tweet that hashtag and then also hashtag sweepstakes. And oh. then you can win so you can... a Ford Mustang with the number four and the the paint scheme on it and everything. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's pretty cool, except then I'd have to go get it painted if I want. <laughs> We're driving You're not around. leaving like... on the streets of Brooklyn and uh, decked out in a bush paint scheme. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I, I told you the one night I went to the bar and I, and I came outside and the red <laughs> number eight Monte Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I had like a, a half hour conversation about NASCAR. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I could do a uh, a NASCAR painted Mustang driving around the city. Yeah, but I guess if I got it, 
Mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> Because I don't have a vehicle right now, yeah. which has been crazy because I've been going back and f- not working and trying to recover. I've been going back and forth to like Brooklyn and Long Island a lot. Yeah. And then being out there on Long Island, I've been like, man, oh man, not having a car <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I, so Harvick, Harvick resigned, which is cool. And then yeah. also not a lot of news leading into this week. We uh, Everything's pretty much all set in stone. And you know, Daytona 500 is a big thing coming up. But Hendrick announced that they made a couple of uh, sponsor uh, 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 extensions. Extensions. Thank yeah. you, Dan. Yeah. I know you're gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Contract extensions with <laughs> Napa and Exalta. So, you know, that I mean, that's good for the sport. They, you know, they're longtime sponsors. You know, they want to stick around for the next uh, uh, yeah. a couple of years in this new generation of NASCAR. It is. It's it, it speaks well for Hendrick. So now they have as, Ali as well locked up with them for a few more years. So Hendrick is doing pretty good for their funding. Right. Um, and also, I mean, they're going to have to have a new driver in the 48 next year. So, Well, Alex Bowman is just going to go over to it. Oh, and then they're going to get rid of the 88? Well, if you, if you listen to Twitter, it's going to be Alex Bowman because the showman is the guy that should be in the seven-time champion seat. Uh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's look ahead to the Daytona 500 weekend. So we got the duels on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, the duels. It's it's it's, an, it's, it's something it's just another thing. Like what first there's no cup action on the track until Thursday now. They're impounded yeah. until right. the, any until, ra- any racing action is at New Smyrna and Volusia County. Yeah. Uh, all the drivers are down in Disney World. So that's like the thing to do now. Yeah, just see Bubba and Ryan Blaney. And their were... lightsaber battle. Yeah. I know. And uh, so there was a couple of uh, good memes off also of, of Joey and Brad at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen those yet. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to find some of them like, like later. They were pr- pretty good ones. But that was the thing. Like They asked like... A, 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 Brad Keselowski, you, we could go talk to Joey. He was like, no, I'm yeah, going to Disney World. World. And yeah. Joey's like, uh, I'm going to Disney World. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm realizing now it's just right. Every Speed Weeks, they're always down there in Disney World. So, right. you know, you're not, you haven't really made it in Cup Series until you go to Disney until World, you go to Disney World right. during Speed Weeks. <laughs> um, I think that we need the duels uh, just because, like we said, it's the Daytona 500. There's the pageantry of Speed Weeks with the Clash and the duels. It's the only Cup race where there's qualifying races you know and i think to get away from that it would and just have it be another single file you know single car qualifying for the daytona 500 and that be it come on so there's 10 points on the line and does the winner gain a playoff point as if you want to stage the point system i gotta double is. check on that if if anybody wants to comment and hears this before we get a chance to look <laughs> uh let us know top 10 score points just like if it were a stage so mm. position one scores 10 points i'm just wondering if they score a playoff point in addition to that but i wouldn't think so since it's not a points it's oh, not like a it's not an official, official uh, season uh, race uh, yeah maybe we'll, we'll look into that but so you okay so you're just going for the prestige and the daytona the daytona victory lane celebration that you want to race at daytona I just feel like the risk of the Daytona 500 car and all that. I I just see this as another 150 mile test session, and yeah. in the first duel, you're gonna have three guys, Reed Sorensen, Daniel Sars, and Chad Fincham racing for one spot. 
-hmm. And then in the next spot, you have next duel. Thank you, Dan. You're going to have Hill and Yaley racing for one spot. Gone, uh, Yaley, Gone and Haley are in on speed. Right. From so so there's two spots two available spots to race and in. Five guys, right? Five guys going for yeah. two spots. But in one race, in duel number two, mm-hmm. there's only two of them. In duel number one, there's the three of them. Right. I just that's not compelling enough for me, and I don't know what to expect. I'm excited to see racing on Thursday night, but I don't know what to expect from it because I don't exactly know what you're racing for here. Mm-hmm. Ten ten points. Yeah, I mean. At the end of the regular season, points are big. You can't deny that. It just seems that there's not too much on the line. And me, I mean, we come, we made debris in turn three. I liked playing the board games. I like creating games. You know, uh, if you come over, if you if you come over my house, you get most likely going to put you on the table, play a game, create something that's fun. I don't see just sticking to this format working for nascar in the future i think they need to change what the duels offer the fans so Mm -hmm. just like you had an open event for the clash i want to see like riverhead is doing with their big modified races this year having the tournament point system within point system within yeah maybe the bush clash and the duels can be part of like a speed weeks trophy Although, let's be honest, the Daytona 500 is the really only Speedwicks trophy you want. So maybe you incorporate all the exhibition races as some sort of title and and include the Clash, Mm -hmm. the Duels, and then come May with the the All-Star Race, whoever has the most points over all those three races is like the winner. You can win the All-Star Race and be like, hey, I won the All-Star Race. Yeah. But at the same time, like if, if you got to do well in all three of them, I don't think you got to we got to be thinking outside the box a little bit because I don't see the duels doing anything for me right now. That's that's interesting. Um, I, I kind of like that, actually. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Dan's liking one of I my know ideas. Been, I mean, you've been I get a little convoluted in my game ideas. It's been taking you about three seasons yeah, to get the wave su- around. You've been suggesting that in within like the regular season for the last like I two have. years that we've been doing this. But I, I think it, that makes sense for like this situation. Um, so you, you think we're going to see guys racing or you think you're just going to, well, I tell you what, I hope I see guys racing because I chose Ricky Stenhouse. (laughs) We're trying to, in the wave arounders, the debris and turn three champions league, we use an MVP for like a bonus pick. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to find a fair way to select segment one MVPs. So we did a little draft the other night over text and I took Ricky Stenhouse. So I need Ricky Stenhouse to run and do well on Thursday because my segment one MVP is going to rely on those points that he gets. Who do you think is going to, of the open cars, who do you think is going to make it in? Ooh, I, that, I feel like Suarez, I, I know, I think oh, Suarez gosh, is going to make it. 96 car was really struggling on speed and practice though, mm. even in the draft. That's shocking. I'm going to yeah. go with Reed Sorensen. I think we yeah. might see Daniel Suarez get bumped. I hope we don't see any funny business at play between these uh, teams. Yeah. I mean, Suarez yeah. is bringing the TRD partnership. He's bringing the sponsorship money mm-hmm. to the Gaunt Brothers team. Sorensen, I believe, is a Spire team. Fincham is his own ride, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, yeah, I, I just 
this 96 looks like it struggled with speed. So it's and, one driver from each duel makes it in, right? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. And then I think I think JJ Yelly finds a way to yeah, I definitely a veteran presence. Be yeah, yeah, it'll be him. Uh, yeah, but I think Suarez. I think Suarez. You're gonna go with Daniel Suarez. Yeah. I would like to sweep nothing, nothing, nothing away from Sorensen and Fincham. I don't want to see anybody's Daytona 500 dreams get dashed. Yeah. But I would like to see Daniel Suarez and that 96 team get in there because he is also a rave arounder contender right for our league <laughs> yeah um all right so that'll that brings us to kind of our last uh segment here which is the predictions for the season yeah well, it wouldn't be the first podcast of a the first show of a racing podcast if we didn't have predictions would it yep um so for the 500 i'm gonna go with harvick hmm ford performance on sunday yeah. mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with a back-to-back -back performance i'm gonna take denny hamlin wow this the toyos look strong i know they don't have as many in the draft as some of the other uh manufacturers but they work well together as a unit he does he's strong at the super speedways and i just see the 11 we've seen back-to-back -back 500 champions in the past it's been a minute i think he's gonna do it all right 2020 cup champ i think it's gonna be keselowski i'm gonna go with another back-to-back -back, and i'm gonna say kyle wow. bush wow. i there's no reason for me right now to believe that joe gibbs racing is not the top dog in the cup series and the way that uh coach gibbs got everybody running on that team it does no reason for me to believe that they cannot be just as good this season i can agree with that they're like the hendrick of the right 90s and 2000s um all right so the championship four i'm going with keselowski harvick kyle bush chase elliott Ooh, so not too much of a change up from the 2019 season you mm -hmm. just switched out keselowski there uh and same thing by me i didn't change up too much <laughs> from this year's either i went with kyle bush Kevin Harvick, mm -hmm. Chase Elliott as well, but I'm putting Denny Hamlin in there because that guy, he think he's hungry for a championship. Mm -hmm. And again, Joe Gibbs Racing is just so strong. I don't, and there's no reason to think that Kyle Busch can't do it again. Kevin Harvick, he's the closer. The guy, he's just a little bit better. It just seems than everybody else out there sometimes. Yep. And Chase Elliott. I, the guy has been a, a playoff performer and the position of that Roval race now in the knockout playoffs, I think it it's a good leg up for him to get into the uh, championship four. Nice. Uh, so for the regular season champ, I'm going to go with Harvick. Yeah. Some, Rex can see some like NASCAR fans out there are going like, are you even talking about it? There's no such thing as a regular <laughs> season champ. Okay. Like it's just one champion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Joe Gibbs racing Denny Hamlin. He's gonna ha he's gonna have a good season. I, the car just looks fast. It looked like they got it together. Right. Owner title, which is really just owner the, title. There even an owner title. In I there? don't know. You put that in. <laughs> That's just well, the championship. Essentially, right? right. The, the owner the, gains the, gets the points of the guy who's. Right. So then, I, then, <laughs> mine would be Penske. No, you you took Harvard for the championship, right? Or you took oh no, you took, I took Kozlowski. Yeah, so you'd be Penske. I took Gibbs. Yeah. All right, uh, rookie of the year. But it's just like four or five guys going for rookie of the year. So yeah, it's and this is stacked. You know, everyone just kind of writes John Hunter Nemechek off as no contender for rookie of the year. But mm -hmm. 
yes, front row motorsports. I don't think it will be able to compete with the other uh, teams. But John Hunter, he's aggressive, and he, he's not going to. You know, I, I think he's going to make a little bit of a splash in his 38 car this season. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not picking him for rookie of the year, I am going to go with Cole Custer. And I'm going with Christopher Bell. Okay. It's yeah. going to be a battle this year. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick also is the other one. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, all right, who do you think is going to do better, the 37 or the 47? Ryan Priest all day. Come on. Even though Stenhouse is on the pole. For the 500? Yes, yes. Sorry, I wrote down 37 thinking Chris Buescher still. I was like... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got all that vintage yes, Ryan yeah. Priest gear now. Yeah. <laughs> with a 47. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Priest, too. Yeah, okay. Uh, First-time winner. I'm going to go with Matt DiBenedetto. Okay. Matt D's in the 21 car this season. He's got the Penske power uh, and the support. But I'm going to go with William Byron. He thinks yeah, he had his sophomore season last year. He looks strong. I think he builds on that. And I think he breaks out this season, be a first-time winner. I think he's even going to get two. All right. Uh, first fist fight. Were we supposed to just pick one person or what the fight was going to be? Uh, well, I, I didn't really elaborate on that. Like, you said someone's going to get into their first fist fight? Or I was thinking what's going to be the first fist fight of the season. Okay, kind of like the, the Kyle Busch. Joey Logano thing, thing when he went to go, you know, clean his clock uh, at yeah. Vegas a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so, man, I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski because it just looks like he's ready to pop. <laughs> he's having a tough <laughs> speed weeks. He ran into the fence yeah. coming out of practice. His teammate, he's, he's all angry at his teammate. And so now I had to think about who is he going to fight, right? So I was like, like who could you get? Who would Keselowski get mad at? It's got to be somebody he could pick on. You're not going to want to fight your teammate. I don't know if you're going to want to like get out there and make bad blood with somebody in your manufacturer organization. So I had to try to think outside. And like, who does everybody else like to pick on? Ricky Stenhouse. He's in the Chevy <laughs> this year. So I think the first fight we're going to see this year is going to be a little contact. And Brad Keselowski is going to blow his gasket and go over there and try to pull on that Ricky Stenhouse mullet of his. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought that we were just talking about who's going to get in their first fist fight, which I think it's going to be William Byron. But he's such a nice man. Yeah, he's a nice know. young man. You never, you never know. He might just like something might just. And he's getting and some he's action like, now, dating Blaney's sister. So mm. this kid's so a young. He he's a 20, 23. Or does he fight? Now like, that would be great. Or does he fight Bubba? I could see like Bubba going in for a fight. Bubba getting his boys back. Yeah, because Byron is. Uh, his sister. Yeah. <laughs> God bless them. They look like a cute couple. And it, it was always an old thing in NASCAR that like the, the dating pool was kind of small. Mm-hmm. Right. So Blaney's a cool guy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just all jokes aside. I don't want to joke on anyone's uh, relationships and stuff. Like that. So good for them. Uh, I don't see William Byron getting into a fist fight though, I, but maybe like <laughs> William Byron, Kyle Busch after their little love uh, dust up last season, maybe, oh, maybe, Maybe he's got a little uh, hair on the marbles now, and he's going to go over and uh, get somebody a knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> All right, William Byron. I don't see it, but okay. All right. Um, I think that's the end of the show. Um, you're going to be playing iRacing all this weekend before the 500. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be upstate this weekend, mm-hmm. and 
which I know is a little bit of a change of plans. I was trying to coordinate something with everybody to have a little viewing party, yeah. hang out. This is why I always loved the Daytona 500, and maybe why I became such a big race fan is because right after you have one big Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. you get to have another. Yeah, <laughs> for Daytona Day. Ooh, Daytona Day. <laughs> I, I, I haven't I, seen those commercials yet. I think I think they got rid of that. Like, um, <sighs> but didn't it like win some sort of award last year for branding or something? And they because the fans were like always knocking it. I actually kind of like Daytona. It is Daytona Day. Yeah. It, to me, because the Super Bowl, especially like when the Giants were in the Super Bowl. I know Dan, you don't know what that's like being a Jets fan. But when the Giants were in the Super Bowl, like when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. you wake up going, the Giants are in the Super Bowl today. <laughs> That's probably what Clint Boyer said when he woke up and he was like, my Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. That's all day. It's about, and when I wake up on Daytona 500 day, Mm -hmm. I wake up going, it's Daytona 500 today. So I'm amped and I did change the plans. My buddy asked me to go house sit, watch his dogs for him while he takes the family away for a couple of days. And he's been such a good friend to me. I couldn't pass it up because he's got a comfy place up in the mountains, right on the lake. And he has eye racing. How could you pass that up? I really can't. I can't. And... Uh, my girlfriend's off the couple of days. She she can come up there with me. We can hang. My dog loves it. My dog loves his dog. So mm-hmm. it's a good time for everybody. I was hoping that you might be able to come up. Uh, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be in Brooklyn. Kate and I are going to watch the 500 together. We're going to make a bunch of food, Aww. some nachos. Now and... I kind of am a little sad that I'm not coming, to be honest. <laughs> though, because yeah, I get to play iRacing, though. Yeah, that's cool. But we got to do something this this season. At least yeah, set aside a couple parties. of... Yeah, I mean, not every Sunday, you know. Like, you got you—you're the married man here. You got like things go to, to do. Church down the block at the, on the corner church over here. We'll and go then... down to church. We'll do our services, and then we'll come back and we'll watch the races. Yeah, I'm down for that. Some beer can chicken. Man, you speak in my language now. <laughs> Racing beers and beer can chicken. The Daytona 500. Some French onion dip. Ooh. <laughs> You're really getting saucy with the, with the ridges chips. Oh, yes, ridges. <laughs> no, no, I mean, kettle chips are great with like a sandwich mm-hmm. or something if you're gonna have lunch. Yeah, you know, maybe a bag of dirty chips or something like that. But yeah, if I'm if I'm dipping, I want ridges. It's a, it's like the treads on a tire. You know, it like yep. really gets good traction with the dip. Yeah, you know, it doesn't gr- fall off when you go to lift it up to your mouth hole. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, you always got to wonder, like, Team Alabama gang is a, <laughs> what, he loves his dip, and he's yeah. a scooper, though. Ooh. So he needs the ridges. Mm. Because if you're going to scoop dip, you need that extra strength in the ridges. Yeah. If you just have a regular potato chip, dipping's fine. You could dip. But if you right. try to scoop, mm. then you're in trouble. And that's where those Tostito scoops really come into handy. I think that's the perfect place to end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to scoop your dip. Yeah. Dan, right. I had a good time today, man. Me too. This was fun. A lot of fun. So we'll be back when? After the... because re- After the Daytona 500. So it... Yes. After the Daytona 500. We're going to come back next week because... Yes. A little different this year. We're going to do a, a, a podcast schedule that we're going to put up on the website for everybody. So, yeah, And we're going to abide by it strictly. Strictly. We're going to yes. abide by it strictly. We're going to finish out the season. And we'll let you know when the shows are going to be up. Absolutely, man. This was great. Looking forward to the next one. Everyone, uh, scoop your dip. Scoop your dip and have a fun Daytona 500. Daytona Day.